0: live and local live and local this is Sacktown Sports
1: Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports taking you up to 2 p.m. Talking Kings, talking Niners, talking NFL playoffs. Yeah, two more hours to go. Shout out, Nate. Having said shout out to Nate behind the glass today. Nate, doing a great job for us, Nate Littlefield, as always. You know, I know you wanted to say something, Chris, and we're going to get back to, I guess, not the X's and O's of the games, but start to look forward and the trades and all and all that good stuff, but you had something to say just as far as the the lines and the expectations for the Kings yeah. and how Sacramento compared to other places, you could have it much, yeah, for much sure, tougher.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, Stephen said in his call there, and it just made me think. He said, in this in this city, you have to, you know, for for this team in this town, you, you got to speak up, and I think. There's something real about that because Sacramento, like you said, it's it's not that big of a market mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's arguably, I mean, the biggest or one of the biggest, I'll say, one of the biggest companies in town. And like mm-hmm. if, if a really big company in town has a nuclear explosion, yeah, I'd like, you know, the CEO or somebody, you know, I'm not saying Vivek needs to come up yeah, there and speak, yeah. but somebody who knows what's going on, needs to speak for a part it. of the explosion a part of the explosion yes. someone who's responsible it did make me think of uh you know i don't know if you watch succession but mm-hmm. spoiler alert there's this one scene in there where uh someone's in charge of a rocket launch and then the right. rocket launch explodes and yeah he's kind of puts the phone that he watched the rocket launch back in his pocket right. and is like i'm gonna act like i didn't see that yeah. and just yeah. not take responsibility it kind mm-hmm. of reminded me of that a little bit they did very well
1: at the Golden Globes last um, night. They did great though. at the yes. Golden Globes last night.
0: Um, but yeah, I think at Sacramento, you just you gotta if you're De'Aaron Fox, like there's this town only cares about the Kings. It'd be not it doesn't have to be De'Aaron, but if it's Domas, if it's HB, if it's Keegan, if it's Malik, somebody's gotta speak up when you when you lose like that because people in this town want answers. And yeah, to your point about Sacramento being a smaller market, If y'all think this is bad, like if you're ducking Sacramento media, Mm -hmm. I love everyone in our media. I love Frankie, Brendan, even James Hamm over there. I love Jason Anderson. We got Tony over there. We got Sean Cunningham, Matt George. The list goes on and on and on. All great people. We're not asking 2020 dateline questions here. We're not trying to solve murder mysteries or anything. I'm not saying we're a soft media, but we're not we're not investigative journalists mm-hmm. really trying to figure out what's going on. If you think this is bad here and you're ducking the smoke here, you better not end up in a market like LA, like New York, mm-hmm. like Chicago, like my I mean probably not Miami, they care about other things there, but there's mm-hmm. Golden State. There's tons of other markets that will ask you a lot tougher questions and be a lot more upset about what's going on. So it's just again, I mean not that they should factor that into their decision, but it's just it's just funny because again, when Mike Brown talks about leadership, mm-hmm. it could get a like this Mike Brown's asking for the bare minimum is you to be a leader on this team that is floundering around the middle. There's not a lot of national media attention. Right. Again, the local media is somewhat patient. I think the patience is starting to run out it's about as easy as a situation as you're going to get right here. And if you can't handle this, Mike Brown's a dude who's been in golden state. He's been in LA with Kobe. He's been in Cleveland with LeBron. He was in San Antonio with Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Tony Parker, Manu pop. He had to deal with all of that. So he's saying, if y'all can't deal with this, if no one wants to step up to the plate about this in this market, man, I, I again, that's why I think he's, he's been calling to Monty McNair a lot. He's like, dude, get me, get me, Get me some people who I know can be held account- – or will at least hold others accountable because it's really speaking to that as well is everyone's not holding the others accountable. And I think Mike Brown's saying, look at the personnel. I've been asking for this for months and nobody's stepping up. Yeah. So if no one's stepping up, and this is yet another example of nobody stepping up, maybe get me some dudes who are just notorious for stepping up in their group mm-hmm. because we need that.
1: Yeah, and look, the way you produce – doesn't always mean that you are meant to be a leader. I think that's the tough thing about sports in general. Your best player is typically your leader. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way, right? So going back to my my tech days, okay, they had different tracks, okay? When you you work in the business world, the corporate world, you have different tracks and you can choose – Whether you want to take the track of being a manager, once you're at the place for long enough, you choose whether you want to be a manager or you choose whether you want to just be an individual contributor. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're seeing with the Kings is that the Kings might have really good individual contributors, but nobody that really wants to take that manager track. And just because you're really good at your job doesn't mean that you should be a manager. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're going to find out pretty soon here if there is anybody on this team that is going to take that manager track. Because I'll tell you this much, a championship team is not normally a team with a bunch of individual contributors. There has to be at least one, and probably more than one, right? If you look at some of these other teams that have won, I would say Jokic. It's the same idea. To me, and I I don't know the ins and outs of the Nuggets, but it feels like... Jokic is the De'Aaron Fox, Steph, lead by example type. And Jamal Murray, again, I don't know, you know, but it feels like Jamal Murray is that guy that, you know, is more vocal. I know he's more vocal on the court. He seems like that guy that's going to rally the troops, and he is on that manager track, whereas Jokic, and uh, to be honest, Jokic might be so good of an individual contributor, Right, it might not matter. Right, right. It might not matter, but in general – Companies that do well have a good mix. If you have a team and you're ready to bring somebody up and you realize and you look back at your team, man, I guess I just hired a bunch of individual contributors. I don't know who's going to manage these people. If I want to take that next step, who's going to be the next me? And I feel like that's where the Kings are struggling right now. By default, it should be De'Aaron,
0: right? But we don't know if that's what he wants to do. It's really crazy because if I'm thinking about trades and I'm just trying to think like pie in the sky, if we could just pluck anybody in the NBA onto this roster, who would actually make this team the best? In a weird way, I feel like it's Jimmy Butler, right? Like, Mm. isn't that incredibly telling that that's kind of, you know, you can have Giannis, you can have Luca's, you can have your ADs, whatever. It feels like the Kings need a guy like Jimmy Butler who walked into a very similar situation in a very similar timeline to that Minnesota team. He walked in, and he was like, okay, there's Andrew Wiggins here. There's Cat here. I like some of the pieces here. But he quickly found out there's, there's no dogs in this room. Mm-hmm. And that's – I don't I, – I mean, we do dog segments every game. Yeah. I feel like there's some dogs on this team. But my fear is Jimmy Butler walks into this Kings locker room and says, I like Fox. I like some. Oh, Monk. Oh, I I think he would say Malik. I think Malik Malik is the guy I would
1: not count. Malik is the guy. Yes, based on his role, I think Malik is supposed to be the individual contributor. Right. I don't think it's. I'm not in Malik's court. You know what I mean? Or in his kitchen trying to say it could be Malik because I think he is the individual contributor. The problem is you got too many. Right now, that's what it seems like. Really good, they help your company, you're successful, you're pretty successful, but to take that next step, we need a manager to manage this yeah. whole situation, and the Kings don't seem to have that. No, They yeah. don't.
0: No, they just need somebody internally who's going to hold everybody accountable and not be afraid. And it's it's a really tough spot. Like, if you're Monty, like, that's not an easy thing to do. It's easy to look at basketball reference and that's see true. who scored you 15 said Jimmy, points a game. Jimmy's not available, so who He's else not, is there? Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. I mean, unfortunately. There's that guy over in the Bay Area who, who like, brings some accountability. Of course, that's a whole separate set of issues. Well, they just said
1: they're not moving. To
0: your point, there's not a lot of people around the league who bring that and bring the cachet of, like, no, like, you got to respect me even if I am not a starter or if I'm not a heavy contributor – there's not many guys like that, and that's that's what makes this specific situation so tough, and I can't imagine how Mike Brown must feel about it, but he's been looking around for it, and there's no answer, and if you're Monty McNair, I don't know how you go out and you find a guy who fits that mold. Like You, you really have to search. I don't want to say high and low, but you're going to have to do some digging and probably talk to some people and figure out, who brings that side of it? Because it can't just be a guy who shoots and a guy who defends will be a great fit. Apparently, there's also some some personality traits that this team just kind of lacks. Yeah. Got to get to a break. When we get back, let's take a step back.
1: Are we overreacting? Probably. Could this be used as a springboard? Why does it feel like this is a conversation we've had before? Mm. Salz and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Golden Globes was last night. We got Joe on the Sack Chat. We had mentioned that Succession did well. Yes, so did the Bear.
0: <laughs> Alan's favorite. No, I like the show. It's a great show. Mm-hmm great show yeah, it is it's yeah. a phenomenal show it's a great show it's great great really fine. good it's really really good great's fine you know it's awesome
1: succession did well who else did well a lot of a uh, lot, lot of shows did well i know there was
0: <laughs> i saw some drama from it i saw there was a whole selena gomez yes. asking to take a picture with timothy timothy Chalamet, Chalamet And May and yeah. kylie jenner says no yep, and then selena right. tells taylor swift yep, that's and- right that's Love that's it. all I got from the Golden Globes. And you I gotta honestly think didn't watch that, any
1: of it. I'm just imagining now something like that happens, and, I, and I'm assuming Travis and and Taylor Swift they don't live together yet. But I'm uh, Travis Kelsey. Sorry, I'm thinking Kelsey. Travis Scott. It's I was just like,
0: whoa, <laughs> whoa, <no. laughs> Well, we were talking Kylie Jowes.
1: But like, I do gotcha. this with relationships where when you see a relationship that you know maybe you don't believe in mm. or you don't know how it's going to work, you just ask yourself what type of conversations do are they, they having? Yeah. Can you imagine? Taylor calling Travis. Travis getting ready for the NFL playoffs. Yep. And she's just like, babe, you'll never believe what happened at the Golden Globes. Right. So Selena, Selena told wanted to talk me. to Timothy and have a picture with Timothy. And Kylie said no. And so Travis like, is just, dude, a, my body hurts.
0: What? Yeah. <laughs> what? No, that's crazy. That, that's crazy. No What? Way. No, she said that? Wow. That's crazy. And then dude. what? Mm-hmm. What? Wow. Yeah, no, Dude. You for real? Sorry I couldn't come. Yeah. That sounds crazy. No, that is crazy, though. Sorry I couldn't be there for you.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry that happened, or... Or whatever. Or congrats, I'm not really sure. (laughs) So, shout out to all the winners from the Golden Globes last night. At least there were some winners, because there wasn't (laughs) one in Sacramento. uh, As the Kings lose, to put it nicely, to the... Pelicans mm. 133 to 100 which surprisingly was not the biggest loss they've had to the Pelicans as they've also lost to mm. the Pelicans by 36 points. Dude,
0: that's awesome.
1: 36 actual points.
0: Now, I think I saw too, sorry, mm-hmm. real quick. Last year I was looking uh, to just to see if there were any other blowouts last year. And uh guess my surprise when I look at the uh the highest opponent totals of last year and what do I see uh sitting here at 5th okay. but 136 score points scored by the New Orleans Pelicans on February 5th 23, 2023 I'm sorry as the Kings lose to the Pelicans on February 5th 2023 by a score of 104 to 136 So this is not wow. this is not just a this year thing this
1: is a real thing. This is a
0: real thing. This is a real, real thing.
1: This is a real thing. Yeah. You cannot see them. five
0: straight to the But Pelicans. here's the thing. The Pelicans. Might even be six, even. The
1: Pelicans are in the seventh seed, right? Yeah. So,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I mean, to be, be fair, they only
1: have one more loss than the Kings, so it's not as if they're. Right. Which says another thing about the Kings.
0: Keep not, tricking games off yeah. and look how quick you fall. Like I said, I put on Twitter yesterday. Didn't
1: really realize. I was was joking about it.
0: It's not a joke though. The number seven Kings versus the number ten Warriors playing tournament final at Golden One Center for the eighth seed is gonna be a movie. Ah, that is that is that's where we're that is where we're trending towards right now.
1: That is not it. The Kings right now have a one-game lead on the Mavericks, who are in the sixth seed. The Pelicans who are in the seventh seed and the Rockets are in the AC with 16. So, of course, they're two games ahead of the Rockets. But but from here we go again, just like last season, 14 losses for the Kings in the fifth seed and you have 17 losses for the Suns in the ninth seed. That is how close everything is with the Mavericks and Pelicans both having 15 losses and who's up next? You got the Pistons, who, by the way, I'm I'm afraid. I'm scared of going to Detroit. You got the Hornets. I'm less scared about going to Charlotte. I'm less scared about going to Charlotte. So.
0: I would hope you have something for them.
1: Then after that, you get the Sixers in Philly, January 12th, which just got moved oh, to no. national television oh, no. in Philly. I don't want to. After that. That's Sunday, 4 p.m., Kings at Bucks. Then after that, they got Bradley Beal back. They tricked off a game last night. The Suns did. But they did look good for majority of it. You got to go to Phoenix, Mm. okay? And then it's the return of Halliburton. And then after that, January 22nd, the Hawks come to town who are going to want their get back for what happened in Atlanta. Then after that,
0: you go to the Bay. That Kings road trip that's coming up is br- – I mean, the Kings have so many road games coming up. And it's – I mean, we talked about it like what? Before this stretch of bad games happened, this is the stretch that you had to take advantage of. Because, yeah, you mentioned going on the road to Golden State. That starts a road trip of Golden State, Dallas, mm. Memphis, Miami, Indiana, Chicago, Cleveland. You play, you come home for a couple games. Then you're back to Thunder, Suns, Nuggets. Wow.
1: And that's – that you have – Two games with the Nuggets within what? Oh, you have the a Nuggets
0: yeah. at home. February 9th and then February 14th. Yep. Wow. Brutal. Brutal. So you better get your team straight now because, again, if you're dropping games or being close to dropping these amount of games that they've had in the past two weeks, I mean, it's getting scary. It's starting to get really, really scary when you're, you're performing poorly against, I mean, a handful of the worst teams in the NBA and then you're about to start playing some of the best. Mm-hmm. Like, right now. Like, yeah, you said that. On the, on this next road trip, Detroit, Charlotte. But then you have Philly, Milwaukee, Phoenix. Doesn't get easier, fellas.
1: It doesn't get easier. It's not going to get easier. But you got to feel like... A change going to come, just like Sam Cook said. I just can't see. Got to be
0: to the actual roster because okay. I don't see them flipping this thing around. I'm I'm gonna no, no, no. I bet they'll play two more good games. That's what I'm talking back. about. Yeah. That's what I'm
1: talking about. Now, like I said, the question is, who is the biggest trade that's been made in season that led to a championship? Right? Because the mm-hmm. thing is, there's tweaks that you can add, but I just don't know, and we'll get that for you when we get back from break, you go out, you get a Zach Levine. I still don't think you win the championship. No, I no, think no. it's more so for going into the 2024-2025 season. That's how I feel. It's about beating the other teams that are all, that are going to have more time because the yeah. season is over to focus on this stuff. And now you're going up against whatever other team is interested. And there's <sighs> only one winner. There's only one winner. Yep. So everybody else is going to be making moves. Yep. That's how it works every single season. All right. Got to get to a break. Continuing the conversation. And CJ says he likes playing in Sacramento. We will discuss why. Also, the Kings being a little bit too one dimensional. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.
0: Sports call or
1: text at 916 339 1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports taking you up to 2 p.m. Yeah, CJ McCollum had quite the game, yeah. and he had Under some things to say about why. He plays so well when he comes to Sacramento, which I personally didn't know, but I guess the question is, is this real life? What is this? So we will get to that in a second, but here we go. We always got something for you. Pull up, park, ski. Yep, it's that easy. At Sierra at Tahoe, Sactown Sports has teamed up with Sierra at Tahoe this winter and all you have to do is hit up the Folsom Lake Honda hotline right now looking for caller number 3 to win a pair of lift tickets to experience Sierra at Tahoe this winter. Terms and conditions apply. For more information, visit sactownsports.com. 916-339-1140 916-339-1140 is the number 916-339-1140. Pair of lift tickets to Sierra at Tahoe. It was snowing up a storm this past weekend. Take your chance right now. Call in Nate's Gotcha to get your lift tickets, your pair of lift tickets to Sierra at Tahoe as we continue the conversation about C.J. McCollum. Also, also the Kings being one-dimensional. So here you go, Chris. This one will be a fun one for you. The Kings are 19-2. In games that they shoot above thirty-five percent from three. Huh. They are four and ten in the rest of their games. That is from King's Mm. Lead on X. Thank you, King's Lead. Talk about living and dying by the three. They are nineteen and two in games where they shoot thirty five percent or above thirty five percent from three. They are four and ten in the rest of the games. That's one dimensional, that's as one dimensional as you get.
0: Four and ten. Yeah. That's terrible. That is terrible. Like, that's – you, you. I mean, it makes – you know, a bit of it makes sense, of course. You're not hitting shots. You're probably not at your best. How many times are you going to win in general when you're not at your best? Sure. But I think it's just – the 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 spirit of what it's saying is this team really only wins ball games when they hit shots because it's when they feel like – all things are click. There's no other pathway to mm-hmm. winning a basketball game besides hitting shots from the perimeter and having everything work off of that. Mike Brown talked about it a bit yesterday, and he's talked about it before. We've talked about it before. Can we see? I think they've had one of these kind of wins, and it was without De'Aaron, and it was in a comeback. Actually, it was a loss, actually, to the Warriors. Actually, never mind. It was the Clay Thompson shot. That's really the only game I can think of where the Kings played a 105 to 103 kind of game it feels like too much yes of course it's great to have offense but sometimes you're not always going to knock down shots you're not always going to have offense offense isn't always going to come easy sometimes your opponent's going to take things away from you you've got to be able to stop them too like it's not just a hey we decide if we're going to win the game or not like you need to try and you need to try and defend and and get a different result like just because you're not hitting shots okay well Maybe force them into some ugly shots and yeah, win one ten to one oh eight. Like it, it's it too much Is it got to be 120, 130 plus for these guys to win. And I think a big part of that is Mike Brown's talked about it. It's just they kind of come out lazy, and especially at home, it was a big thing last year where they you know they had a, a much better road record than home record, and it was because Mike Brown kind of, or the team kind of concluded, I think we bank on the fans giving us energy at home instead of us bringing our own energy. And I'm, I don't even know what that means. I don't I be either. Because no, I've th- heard that for I so long. I don't think they believed it either. Because we would ask them, and they would always say, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things. And that was almost the default, like, I guess you could say it's this, but mm. going through it, I mean, I don't think it was that. But I, I, I think that there's a, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a problem with this team where, you sh- your confidence shouldn't just come from making shots. They need to take pride in the other things. They're taking too much pride right now in just being offensive juggernauts, but they don't care about – I mean, the rebounding was disgraceful. It was disgraceful. I think the Kings had, like, six rebounds at the end of the first quarter. You can't have that. Yeah, it was 6-23 or something like that. Inexcusable. Inexcusable completely. Like, that's some, some – You know, elementary school and one team is head and shoulders better than the other kind of numbers.
1: It it ended up being 51 for the Pelicans, obviously, to 25 for the
0: Kings. And I'm sure that 25 is a little bit elevated of a number in that fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. It's inexcusable. Like, you need to take pride in the small things. And that's like what we were talking about before when it comes to playing against teams like Length. Like, just being locked in enough to know, hey, tonight's a night where we got to be early on everything Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, just kind of going into the flow or going into ISO. Or yesterday, it kind of, and it's looked like it for a couple games, feels like they're going through some motions in their offense instead of really, you know, attacking with every single second of that offense. It feels like they're. There's a bit of, okay, and then I do the handoff to Sabonis, and then I set the screen here, and then I either cut or go around. And you can almost see them, like, mm-hmm. lackadaisically going through the motions. It, it just feels like there's – again, if they're not hitting their, – their confidence only comes from good offense, and right. they don't take pride in getting charges or other things that can give you momentum. It's only three-point shooting, and that's, again, a fundamental problem with this team.
1: Yeah, and – you know, if you can only win one way, you're not going to get to – and I know they were just a three-seed last season, mm-hmm. but I'm to the point now where you can make the argument they were just on – not to be disrespectful, but they were just on a crazy
0: heater yeah. Well, and the shots season. didn't fall in the playoffs, and that's right. probably why they and lost they done. is because they kept – they continued to say, oh, our offense will come eventually. Mm-hmm. Well, what if it doesn't? And it didn't. Yeah. That's how you lose a series to a team that – Again, I think we all acknowledge the Kings were the better team than the Warriors last year. The Warriors took that series.
1: Yep, that's exactly what happened. And, you know, you can sit there and say, okay, this could have went this way or this could have went that way. Well, it was out of our control. No, it's never out of your control. Totally. Because there's other ways to win basketball games. If that wasn't the case, then everybody would just chuck up threes, right? right? And I know threes are are being shot a lot these sure. days, but there are other ways to win basketball games. This was an interesting note, Chris, from C.J. McCollum who went on after he balled out right he was and he was not missing you don't have Zion okay you don't have to worry about that and then all of a sudden CJ decides that he's going to just go in fuego go super saying and not miss a shot and he had this to say in the post game
0: for you you know there are certain gyms where you just feel better you have a better rhythm your shot just feels better is this one of those gyms and places for you
2: yeah, Sacramento was supposed to draft me. They had me come back for a second workout. Um, actually told me they were going to take me a seven, and they didn't. So
0: Still with personal? I, I,
2: enjoy, I enjoy
1: playing here. So that- and if you are driving right now or not watching the show on YouTube, Chris is uh, imitating CJ McCollum's face. Chris is not happy. He
0: skipped on me. <laughs>
1: What's the problem? So I have to cook them every time now. Well, he didn't cook them. Get out of here! bro. Yeah, he get hasn't cooked them every single time. Get out but out of here. I guess that's always the intent to try to cook them. And what are we doing with that, right? Because isn't?
0: He also got so many passed teams, by like ten other teams too. It's yeah, like, he it gets Get for to a point where
1: there's just too many receipts to be had. That's what, what I'm saying. Can we leave? Receipt, also, bro, what, how long ago culture? was
0: that? How? how Please, let's leave receipt culture in 2023. We're not going to. Please, because, like, what, CJ was drafted in 2013. Mm -hmm. The Kings took Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore's out of the league. Uh, Whoever was the coach, I think it was George Carls, gone. Mm -hmm. GM, long gone. Right. Uh, The only person who I think's there, I'm pretty sure that's Vivek's First, maybe second year of owning the team,
1: but you know that's the Michael Jordan mindset. Just never forget, never forget.
0: Okay, Okay. you know there's just too many receipts. Well, maybe if CJ had that same smoke for everybody, you you know. Well, that's gonna say like so you're you're telling me about every. So you're telling me you can improve your energy on a given night. So basically, you have these
1: guys. If you're not taking. One, even one, I've even seen some with, oh, I was the second pick. You know, I got to show people. Yeah. I got to show people this. You just end up with a, you should have a vendetta against the
0: whole league. Right. Then. I guess everyone's got to have a chip,
1: right? You have to. I and, guess. And then you end up like Josh Rosen. Hey, they're all going to, what, what was it? They're all going to regret it. No yeah.
2: Idea. And then he walked it back later because everyone kept calling him out being like, a lot of those teams in need quarterbacks. Because right. the Niners took Mike McGlinchey that year, a mm. uh, lineman. And it's like, they didn't need, they had, you know, looking back, Jimmy G, but like, what, like, so he's like, oh, okay, so there's only six teams that are going to regret me now. And it's like, okay, man, chill.
0: Yeah. It works for you when you go off. But uh, I'm looking at CJ last year. He had a, uh, he had a couple stinkers against the Kings last year. And I, I didn't hear anything about this when the Pelicans lost In- by 18 points yeah. and CJ was six of 19, 12 points. Didn't hear anything about how he had something for the Kings that night. Didn't hear anything when the Kings beat the – or I'm sorry, when they lost to the Pelicans by 15 and CJ only had 14 points. He had something for him that night. How about when the Kings beat the Pelicans by 32? CJ actually went off. But did he – was that – you know, where was where was that extra boost? Hey. I
1: don't know. Well, he had it last night. I don't know. That's, that's what I we guess. do know. Got to get to a break. When we get back, it wouldn't be a show in January – If a team that's looking for a trade didn't talk about Pascal Siakam, that's what we're going to do next. Styles and Watkins, Sactown Sports.
0: Live and local. This is Sacktown
1: Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports taking you up to 2 p.m. As we start with the trade talks for today, a lot of. Ooh. A lot of. Conversations being had, a lot of information. No disrespect to anybody that's reported, but it's always funny to see names that you don't normally see start to pop up with sources. I got sources. Sources. Everybody has them. And we now have Shams saying, we now have Shams saying the Hawks, Pacers, and Mavericks remain interested in trading for Pascal Siakam. And Shams is getting a little bit of beef as well because – this whole thing and how you want to frame trade packages and who wants to look good, who doesn't, right. it's all through the lens of, I just said other people pop up, but it's through Shams and Wolves. Yeah. That's it. And it's the battle who had a better-
0: Interest pretty usually. right? Yes,
1: who had a better trade deadline, and people will joke about it. But we are only getting this information from these two dudes. Now, this is Shams talking about Pascal to the Kings, but what I just read is prior to this, you just can't keep up. And we didn't even talk about Friday. Friday
0: was crazy. One of the craziest Yeah, we didn't even talk about So Friday,
1: basically, it felt like it was about to go down. Yes. And then Shams reports again, the Kings pull out, and it's almost as if people are mad with Shams because it's almost as if he's just acting like a mouthpiece for the Raptors sure. and is making people feel... Like, it's slanted how he's speaking, and it's only one perspective. Here's Shams about Pascal
2: to the Kings. I'm told the Raptors and Kings were in active conversations about a Pascal Siakam trade last week. But for the Kings, two things, two factors have been important. One, the timeliness of a deal. They want to get a deal. If, they, if it were to get done sooner rather than later, they want to get their team as a whole and really build chemistry and build if, if Pascal Siakam, they are able to land him. And the other thing is also the framework of a deal. There's a package that they want to give to Toronto potentially revolving around for, him, I'm told, Harrison Barnes. And they don't want that framework to change. The Raptors have had multiple offers around the league. And from the Kings side, they, they've had a gaining interest in Siakam. If you can bring him into a big three that has DeMonte Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, you have Pascal Siakam, you have three guys that have been all-stars. I mean, that's a pretty good big three but this deal needed to happen quickly and when it didn't I'm told Toronto was informed from Sacramento hmm. that they are out they're not involved right now Damn. but these things can be fluid <laughs> we're a month out from the trade deadline at this point I'm told the only way it really ignites is if Toronto comes back to Sacramento to re-engage the one thing to remember as well is Pascal Siakam is a f- is going to be a free agent in the offseason and unless he signs an extension with the Raptors and his free agency. Will he resign with that team? Will he commit to a team long term when he's traded, like a team like Sacramento or wherever? Yeah. We, Dallas, Atlanta, Indiana—all teams interested in Pascal Siakam. But if you're going to trade for a guy like that, give up multiple assets, multiple rotation players—you want to know where you stand in the summer. And so these are this is a complex situation uh, in this. So. I'm just sitting here thinking.
1: A package around Harrison Barnes. I mean, is it just a ton of picks? I'm not understanding.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I've I've heard some like loose things here and there. Uh, From what I understand, yeah, it'd be like a a Harrison Barnes. Uh, He mentions another rotation player. I would, I mean, I I would if if Harrison Barnes is the head of it or or the name that Shams says. To me, that probably tells me it's the old reliable, right? It's probably Mm -hmm. some version of HB Herder. Davion, whether it be all three, whether it be two, and then probably uh, a pick, like mm-hmm. maybe two picks, who knows. But also, I mean, that sounds like to me, whatever Toronto was asking, whether it was, I mean, yeah, we're hearing like maybe Malik's name got thrown into that bunch as well. Sounds like whatever was said, the Kings said, okay, if this is what you're going to keep saying, we're done. Like if, yeah. if this is going to continue to be a conversation that ends up coming back to Malik Monk, Keegan Murray, whoever that untouchable is that made Monty McNair put the phone down, sounds to me like he's not budging, and it's not going to budge until Toronto comes back to Monty McNair and says, okay, this conversation will not end with Malik Monk or Keegan Murray on the table. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, and if you are the Raptors, both teams are in a, a precarious position because you have... The Raptors, who don't want to lose Pascal for nothing right. if he doesn't re-sign with them in in this summer. And you have the Kings and really any team who says, hey, man, you waited too long on this. That's not our problem. We're not going to give you the farm right. for somebody who already has said that he wants to test free agency. Right. So that's the rock and a hard place. And Masai may be the reason – why the Kings or somebody can get it done without that last piece is because you end up losing him. Losing him for a discount is is not as bad as losing him for nothing. Yep. And that's where you're headed. I don't know what – now, you know, the report that I just saw had – who was it? The Pacers, the Mavericks, and the Hawks. So And the Hawks Ho-
0: <laughs> – what are the Atlanta Hawks doing? They don't, they don't know. They have no clue. Yeah. I mean, I don't – They're uh, just look. trying to not be – Bad, but this does not bring the Hawks into any sort of conversations. I hate to do couch GM here,
1: yeah, but I, it feels like it is somebody on the couch just waking up each morning. It's 2K. Yes, hey, okay, Trey Young's pretty good. Do I want to build around him? Dejounte, he's available. Jalen Johnson, he's not. Matter of fact, we're gonna go get Pascal.
0: But who are we gonna get? What it? What it? What? I don't know. I don't know what the point of that. I guess it would just be because they they already committed to bringing on Quinn Snyder. They already fired, um, uh, was it McMillan they had last year? I guess they've kind of, in a version, in a way, they've already committed to a retooling. And this is, you know, I mean, clearly the, the DeJounte thing didn't work out. This is a... a I don't know, just a, a re scrambling of it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know why Atlanta would be involved. To me, Indiana, even, like, that's, they're too early in their process to mm. be making a move like that. Depending on Dallas who they have Dallas is to desperate. Give up. I mean, yeah. Dallas makes tons of sense just because they're already in the Kyrie business. So you might, you've already kind of signed up for, for, you know, that life because no one's going to, no one except for LeBron is going to end up training for Kyrie. So Dallas kind of makes the most sense. But I do think this is going to get to a situation, to your point, like you said, feels like it's aiming or heading towards like where we got with Dame where it was okay everyone knows what the situation is so no one's going to overpay if everyone knows like you said Pascal Siakam is heading into free agency I don't think this is going to be one of those where someone's going to blink first I don't think the Dallas Mavericks are going to say okay let's or the Atlanta Hawks will budge and say forget it yeah we'll send you DeJounte and here's Sadiq Bey and a couple other pieces, that's maybe too much, but we want to make sure that we're the ones who win this Pascal race. I don't see that happening. I see everybody kind of looking at each other and saying, Yeah, we we like Pascal Siakam, but especially with all the outside circumstances, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna risk it all to bring him in here for nothing. Are you are you gonna and I think everyone's gonna collectively look at each other and say no, I'm not going to throw too. much. I mean, clearly the Kings have set their line; they're not going to do it. I don't know why. It, it, you're going to have to force a team to make a mistake if you're if you're uh, if you're Messiah and you want to get the deal that apparently he wants. The more I think about this, the more
1: I don't know how this is going to get done without it being a three team deal. Yeah, because a three team deal would be the only way. Two teams yep. could give up something that the Raptors want, but not too much, and right. everybody and get back something that they want. Yep, and everybody would get happy, yep. would, would be happy.
0: Yep. That's the only way. And maybe that's how the Kings get involved in mm-hmm. all of this. Maybe it isn't Pascal that's going to end up being the thing. Maybe the Kings ship off, you know, just Davion Mitchell and they right. get back a uh, backup point guard of their own. I mean, who I think, uh, Dennis Schroeder just got moved to the mm-hmm. bench with Emmanuel quickly being put into their starting lineup. Maybe the Kings just say, hey, yeah, Siakam can go over to Atlanta. Atlanta can go here, and then we'll take Schroeder. Atlanta can take Davion Mitchell. There we go. And now we have a three-team trade, and everyone's kind of happy and got a version of what they want.
1: Yeah, because DeJounte Murray and Emmanuel quickly. that's not going to work. No, it doesn't make sense. That's not going to work at all. So I don't know what – these teams are thinking. I have no clue what the Pacers are. That's willing what I was to thinking
0: too. Right? Is that a Miles Turner and Buddy Healed? Like, Miles Turner is, is a
1: name that's come up. <laughs> what right what in do the they past. want Buddy
0: Healed for? What do they want Miles Turner for? Like they have Jakub yeah. Pertl, right? I, I mean, I, I. Yeah, and I mean, but this is also the question that we kept asking on Friday too. Nobody knows what the Raptors want, including the Raptors, I believe. I don't think the yeah. Raptors know what their goal is. We were just talking about what's what's the Hawks' goal. What do the Raptors want out of this? They do they know. want picks? Because they didn't get any picks for the OG trade. Do they want ready-to-win-now players? That's what it seems to be. It seems to be they want players to surround Scotty Barnes with. The Kings can't offer them that. I mean, yeah, like they're not giving up Keegan Murray. If you want Harrison Barnes and Kevin Herter in terms of NBA ready-now, guys, that's really the best we can give you, and I don't know what – those other situations can offer you. So I I don't, to me, step one has to be what, what, what do you want? Masai, what, what is your goal with this Raptors team? And maybe like you said, three team trade something, maybe then we can have a better idea of how to work something out. But until you know what you want, I don't know how anyone can help you.
1: Yeah. I got to get to a break. When we get back continuing to talk Kings, more of your calls, more of your texts, more of your sack chat. We'll also go over the NFL playoffs and what games Look intriguing. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.